0: This is The Cindy Adams Show, 77 WABC.
1: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and germs, my husband, who was a comedian, used to say, ladies and germs. In those days, it was funny. Now it's not. But anyway, this is Cindy Adams. Madam Adams, on the air for you. You can listen to me, and you'd better, every Sunday from 2 to 3, WABC-AM. I want to tell you something about Judge Judy. Judge Judy's grandson produces one of her shows. Judge Judy's son is on another of her shows. Judge Judy's granddaughter works with her. Judge Judy has an additional new Amazon program. So what's Judge Judy's real problem? Let Mother tell you. She just flew from Florida to support Nikki. Why anybody would support Nikki, this is something else. Afterward, she was going to California to work. On her plane was her husband, Judge Jerry, and their Shih Tzu. Judge Jerry is large size, so he can take care of himself. The Shih Tzu is five pounds and cannot take care of herself. Nickyville was freezing, the ground snowy. Shih tzu Joey, a girl dog with my husband's first name, thanks to Judy. Shih tzu Joey likes warm weather. She's adored, pampered, the hours clicked away, and the Shih tzu needed grass to pee. The nearest was a continent away. Mom's synthetic grass rug on the plane, shove it, it wouldn't do forget nikki real name Nimarata randawa daughter of mother ajit singh and father raj kawa randawa the new problem was this lady-like shitzu who would not piddle until mama's plane reached lax that was 14 hours miss joey Scheindlin, the shitzu Needs Dog Depends. Okay, onward. I am telling you that fake images can now be typed into AI models. I've been doing a little examination. Standard, which is Aaron Rafferty's Irvin, California software solution company, he says, soon civilization will not know truth from fiction. Yeah, well, like, what what is he talking about? He says, look, what I'm going to tell you is this is not prose doing this. There are no skills necessary. A Photoshop, editing a film, anyone can do it. Images, videos off texts can depict anything anyone wants. Text to video, fake campaigns and events can now... Turn an election. Google and company TruePick now work to ID falsely generated AI images and videos. Stanford now researches generated voice detection, even of dead artists' voices, like new work being considered new work by Whitney Houston, Johnny Cash, David Crosby, although they're all gone. The owner, Rafferty, says translation software was at Davos. The Argentinian president, Millet, his Spanish was translated into English in his true voice, and it went all over the world. So be aware, Taylor Swift's deep fake porn could change presidential elections. Pay attention. I got other things that are aggravating me. There exists a Long Island, Suffolk County town. It is maybe ten minutes from the Hamptons Synagogue. It's called Nazi Town, USA. Website Untapped Cities com even lists its Adolf Hitler Street. There are also streets there named for Goebbels and Keering, both of whom committed suicide, both of whom committed suicide in advance of their Nuremberg death sentences. Documents in neighboring Hank town detail this wooded lakefront town. Penn stations weekend summer train went direct to yap hank a pbs doc also exists called nazi town usa an american experience there were in those days of the war 15 such german american summer camps little towheads heads stood at attention as the bund flag was lowered. Children learned about goose-stepping, Nazi ideology, hatred of Jews. We can actually believe that our government still allows such a place to exist? It's about 50-ish families. In the 30s, it was Nazi-filled Camp Siegfried. Hitler-loving German owners. A pro-Nazi German-American Bund flourished there. Children learned about the master race. A person once attached to it had been a white, had said, a white neighborhood stays white. Okay. Research tells us years back, The FBI seized it, but since its league owns the property, they eventually got it back. Anybody mention this to our ex-Governor Cuomo or our new Governor Kathy Hochul? I guess not. It still is flourishing. Well... I now, since I'm bitching and moaning, I'm now going to go into a not nice word about the Boston Globe. Bill O'Reilly wrote that they no longer do honest information. You know, he's right. I once reported Boston's stadium, Fenway, served me beige hot dogs. Beige they looked like a dog dropped them. The Globe, the Boston Globe, then did a whole editorial against me, and they said I was no longer welcome in their town because I wrote about it. Hey, they needn't worry. They can go and shove it. I am sure that come election day, Biden and company will throw a lavish dinner. It'll be with the upper set. That is, if by chance, his lower set gets back from the orthodontist in time. So, now another thing that I'm cranky about. How not good is USA's current medical system? Per a very high-ranking doctor in charge of one of our major hospitals, he says, It has become an unrecognizable system. We fight for health while financial professionals are buying it up and out, buying out the professionals. Beth Israel, shutting down. Mount Sinai, losing fortunes. New York City hospitals, going out of business. The medical system has hit financial stress. He told me hirings are low, banks are running things. Pre-pandemic Wall Street saw lots of waste. Now administering to America's aged, infirmed, poor, and those in urgent need is private equity. Hedge fund owners, some old money firms, are buying up MDs. They are paying doctors to sell their practices. Sums are offered much more than what they'd earn with stethoscopes. The city is getting old, and there are big numbers now of little walk-in curbside clinics, half able, half not able. Even more. Hundreds of hospitals are being bought up. I have checked it out. They are then being resold to Douglas places, to, not to Douglas places, to Walgreens, to drugstore places that are around the country, like a Walgreens. Walgreens has so far paid out $9 billion. That's with a B. They bought every urologist in one state. All these medical professionals in their 50s and 60s retired immediately. They are now shareholders. Young doctors have begun working for Walgreens. New York State is now trying to commoditize health care. They're selling it like it's pork belly. They're even picking off young medical professions and leaving behind a vacuum. I, I... I just feel like I want to say one thing about our school system. Remember Felicity Huffman, the actress, who went to jail for her involvement in 2019's college admissions scandal? She just stated publicly, quote, I felt I would be a bad mother if I didn't do it. I now know of mothers who are paying helpers $60,000 or more just to help get their kids into Ivy schools. It's the system. It's endemic to today's lifestyle, same as our medical profession. I have personal knowledge of a very attractive young boy who is a brilliant person a 99-point-whatever average. He speaks five languages. He has lived in Europe. He is now trying to get into a college in the United States of America. He has been turned down by three or four of the top universities. Why? Tell me why. Because he's not a leftist? What is the reason? Tell me why... That is happening. I don't understand these universities. So much about my country I don't understand. But this is one of the things. Ah, I got more. I got more than I'm cranky about. I'd like to be happy, but right now I'm cranky. I want to tell you that there is now news that Mrs. Obama is schlepping around talking to donors about the possibility of running for president. She has met wealthy people. She has said of what she can do. Let me tell you about her. Barack did zip for the black working class. So she only gets half the black vote. Black males in the South vote for jobs, not handouts. She will have to depend on the dead vote. She's a super liberal, self-confessed American hating black female. I haven't forgotten that for the first time in my life, she said, now that I am in the White House, I am proud of my country. Yeah, well, where the hell was she before? She was awful to white women. She'd be worse, and this country would be unrecognizable. She hates America. Trump will crush her like a cockroach. She'd cut off defenses to Israel. She will have no choice but to use nuclear warheads against Muslim states that seek its destruction, thereby starting World War III. The Obamas wouldn't risk this possibility. She'd have to disclose all their financial details. She ain't going to do that. She is qualified to run a country into the ground. Look at the destruction Obama's puppet master, Biden, caused. Millions of illegals, billions to Iran, wars everywhere, prices up by the hundreds. Trump, he is what he is, but he loves America, and the Obamas hate. I will be back. We are about to take a station break, and then I am going to be on and say some other semi-brilliant things. Hang on. Wait for me. I'll be right back. The Cindy
0: Adams Show, 77 WABC. I
1: see. I am now about to speak with a lexicographer. He's from Merriam Webster's dictionary. His name is Peter Sokolovsky. He knows words, and he is about to use some of them while talking to me. I am very eager to speak to Peter Sokolovsky. There's so many questions I have that I would like to understand. First of all, it, it seems to me that we have a lot of slang and street words today is that what goes into a new dictionary
0: well that's what's always been in the dictionary uh, and the simple fact is that for uh, informal language uh, which traditionally had been spoken before it was ever written uh, that kind of language wasn't often found in uh, dictionaries more recently because informal language is frequently written before it's spoken and by that i mean uh because of social media because of posting uh on uh, in in on on twitter or facebook or also texting so some of those texting abbreviations like lol for example um have made it into the dictionary because they're frequently found in print
1: okay did you yourself because you are the editor i mean i'm so impressed i haven't made <laughs> meant... <laughs> I haven't spoken to a dictionary editor in a long time. Did you yourself ever growing up screw up a word?
0: <laughs> all the
1: time, of course. What do you screw um, up? How could you screw up a word?
0: Oh, I think we all do. The fact is, I mean, we are human and language is a human instrument. And so it bends and is flexible. And, you know, you can, you know, as children do, kind of misinterpret or, or uh Uh, maybe miscategorize or maybe even mispronounce a word. And that happens all the time. And we still get through. We still communicate. Um, The dictionary represents the kind of standard uh, pronunciation, the standard spelling, the conventions of language. But, of course, language is much bigger than what can fit in a dictionary.
1: How do you become a dictionary editor? Where did you go to school? (laughs) How did you learn? How does this happen? (laughs)
0: Uh, Well, it wasn't deliberate Um, Some Uh, I never knew this was a job, uh, in fact, but I was uh, on my way to becoming a professor of French. I was teaching French at the University of Massachusetts, and uh, I had studied French grammar and language, but also philosophy and literature. And so all of that uh, is kind of an intense study of language when you when you think about it and so i came to the to the to merriam webster as the initially the french language editor um and i was well prepared for that and it turns out of course that kind of attention paid to language uh really pays off when looking at english words as well so i've been here now 29 years
1: my god so if i were to ask you in my gracious way have you ever screwed up a word yourself <laughs> Of course, of course. Do you remember what?
0: Oh, my goodness. Um, uh, Well, I actually do. I mean, it's a a silly little thing, but I also record our Word of the Day podcast, which you can get as an email or you can listen as a podcast. And what's nice about listening, and I know that classrooms listen, they can hear the words pronounced and they hear a little two-minute history of the word. And I once recorded the entire word word. Um, and the, and uh, I was then told by a colleague that I had mispronounced the word every time I said it in <laughs> in the podcast. Um, so and it, yeah, it was just a silly little thing. But I had uh, you know, it was a word that and sometimes I get interference in this case. It's a word that's very common in French and very uncommon in English. And I had been using a French kind of style pronunciation for the word. And the word was quotidian. Uh, and I was saying quotidian, <laughs> so, that, so ah, I had to, I had to ah. re-record.
1: <laughs> How often do we redo a dictionary?
0: Well, the, uh, the Collegiate Dictionary, Merriam-Webster's Collegiate Dictionary, traditionally has a new edition every 10 years. But the fact is the online dictionary at merriam-webster.com is updated continuously. We we make updates two or three times a year with many hundreds of changes each time. Um, and if we ever find an error or find something that is uh, important to fix, uh, we make that uh, adjustment immediately because online it's, it's different from print. We can make those changes more quickly. And in, in some ways the dictionary responds uh, faster today than it ever has
1: what's an error how can the dictionary make an error we always look at the dictionary to correct us how does the dictionary make an error oh sure
0: I mean there are occasionally just typos of course but then there are other things um, for example new research can show uh, information so f- for example we give the date of the first known use of every word in the dictionary. Uh, and sometimes new research shows, for example, an earlier date. So we'll go in and change that date. For example,
1: give me some new words besides the the, the schleppy words that they're using, like woke and some mm-hmm. of the other dumb thing. What are, What are some new words?
0: Well, there have been some new words uh, that, for example, that come as a consequence of the pandemic. We have new entries for false negative and false positive and booster dose. And those are all things that uh, really didn't have to be in the dictionary until recently. Subvariant as well as a a kind of uh, term for the disease. But also um, altcoin and unbanked shrinkflation is a term that we heard a lot. It's what shrinkflation? Yeah, shrinkflation, which is the practice of reducing a product's amount or volume per unit while continuing to offer the product at the same price. So, for example, if, there's a, 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 if, you, if your cereal box is the same price but actually contains less cereal, that's called shrinkflation.
1: Listen, I'm not exactly stupid. I've been at the New York Post for 41 years. I have never heard the words shrinkflation. I heard the words the it the price went down or it's too cheap sure. or something like shrink flation what what are some other old tired overused words that maybe you're getting rid of
0: oh no well we don't we don't retire words and that's the nice thing is that um you know uh words in the dictionary ha- sort of have to stick around they have to stay because if it was used for example in a book or an article Um, Even 40 or 50 years ago, someone may be reading that book or article, and it it will be useful. So uh, the dictionary online is no longer um, limited by space, so we don't have to remove words as we used to do. Um, And it is true that for the collegiate, uh, we had to save space. uh, And uh, a word, for example, once that was removed was the word snollygoster, which is kind of a fun word.
1: I never Um, heard that word in my entire whole life. Say, Say it again.
0: A snollygoster, and it, it's such a fun word. In fact, it's kind of come back in vogue, and we've replaced it. We've put it back into the online dictionary. It was famously used by President Truman, uh, who was widely quoted saying it, and then sort of fell out of favor, and is kind of snuck back. I think partly because it's a fun word to say.
1: That's a lousy Michigan-type word. I mean, nobody in a in a real city would use that word. <laughs> well- <laughs> What was he, in what context was he using "snollygoster"? Maybe when he looked at his uh, wife or something.
0: Well, "snollygoster" it means a, an unscrupulous person, and uh, he was referring to a journalist. Since you asked,
1: oh, so. what's your mouth? Watch your mouth? <laughs> this, I'm going to get rid of you if you how dare you? Okay, okay, okay. With all the foreigners coming in and mixing into our country, does that not change? The wordage that we're using?
0: Uh, it can, uh, but certainly English has always been kind of a magpie of of, uh, of languages. We've always taken in words, especially, for example, food words that come from other cuisines. The word cuisine itself, of course, is a French word. Um, and so words for foods uh, are among the new words, and they tend to be foreign words, uh, words from um, from Spanish, but also from Korean or Vietnamese, you know, different different types. In um, recent uh, months, we've added the term banh mi, which is a kind of Vietnamese sandwich, which is very popular uh, in in the West Coast, for example. So that term, which is a, a obviously a Vietnamese language term, has come into English and has become a naturalized citizen of the language. But, of course, you know, the Norman Conquest back in 1066 brought in, uh, you know, a whole new vocabulary for the English language, including the words vocabulary and language. So um, immigration has always been part of the way that English works as a language.
1: Do you know how long it took to compile the first English dictionary and when it was, how it was?
0: Well, that's a that's a really good question. It's a little hard to measure because there was no uh, English din- language dictionary at the time of Shakespeare, for example. The first uh, one that we're aware of is 1604. So Queen, uh, uh, just just after uh, the, the era of Queen Elizabeth I, and it was a very tiny dictionary. I think it had 2,400 words in it. Uh, And those words were just what they called hard words, uh, words that were based on Latin and Greek bases, words like microcosm or integrity, you know, words that are kind of what we might say as like standardized testing words to this day, words from the medical and legal professions tend to come from Latin and Greek. And that's what the original dictionary was. So originally they were sort of expanded uh, textbooks for vocabulary, teaching books, um, that were just lists of words, essentially, and that was the first, you know, sort of uh, English dictionary. They were very small books, and they did not include words of Anglo-Saxon or Old English origins, that is to say words like like our common verbs like go and run and set, um, or words like mother or door or, uh, you know, all the old English words, which were considered words of the family or hearth and home and were not uh, professional words that were originally included in the very first dictionaries.
1: Has there ever been a retraction or a mistake in the dictionary?
0: <laughs> oh, yes. And one of the most famous mistakes, in fact, was one of ours uh, at, at Merriam-Webster in 1934, 1934. Um, there was a kind of a mistake in uh, drafting a, d- a definition. There was supposed to be a, um, a chemical uh, abbreviation for the word density, and density is an important idea in chemistry. And um, in chemical equations, sometimes density is represented by the initial D, by simply the letter D, meaning density. And someone, one of our editors had r- written in capital D or lowercase d, Uh, to indicate that this letter d could mean density as an abbreviation but in fact it was entered with a definition as the word dord (laughs) d-o-r-d um and it remained there for about a dozen years before it was found and it was removed it was corrected it's maybe the most famous error in a dictionary
1: there was a couple of years ago when i was teaching school in laos Vientiane. it was not because i'm a teacher or i knew anything that was great about english But there was a problem, and I was there doing some reporting, and they co-opted me to teach a small class. And I used a phrase, exactly identical. I wanted something identical. So they couldn't get it, and I couldn't explain it, and they never did get it. And all she ever said to me was, one of the kids in class, that she wanted a dress identical to mine. That was the only way I could get her to understand the word identical. (laughs) You can't always explain it. You can't. You say it's the same as or something, but it comes out differently with people who are not of your nationality. They get it differently.
0: Oh, absolutely. No, language is a habit and language is culture and culture is manners, right? And so every culture has its own set of manners. Every culture has its own grammar and vocabulary. So you're right. Um, It's not uh, math, you know, it's not simply one word equals another word. Um, And so context is important. uh, Register is important. Tone is important. uh, And uh, that's why, you know, you know, we are today speaking standard English. And that's why standard English is the is uh, is the method of communication professionally for airline pilots, for example, because uh standard English is something that it's understood, um, has been studied and no matter what your home language is you can come together with that standard English but it does take a lot of
1: practice Anti-disestablishmentarianism still the longest word in the English language?
0: uh you know it probably isn't uh we don't we don't enter that word in our dictionaries uh for the simple reason that it's only ever used to cite uh, itself as a long word um and so if it's not a word that is used to carry meaning then um then we don't um You know, we we don't uh, we don't enter it into the dictionary. And so that's just a word that's usually cited just because it's a long word, very much like the word uh, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, which similarly is a familiar word. And yet it doesn't actually have a recognizable meaning.
1: You mean to say that this this word, anti-disestablishmentarianism, is not in the dictionary?
0: It's not in a Merriam-Webster dictionary. No.
1: Well, what kind of a dictionary would it be in?
0: Uh, I mean, the word might exist, it's probably in the big Oxford English Dictionary, um, because, I mean, there, there are some rare occasions when it is used to carry meaning. Um, and so that would be anti-establishmentarianism, that means um, a- opposed to the opposition of the uh, legally um, mandated uh, church uh, and head of state as the same person. In other words, the king or queen of England being the head of which is establishmentarianism. Uh, and so, you know, it's just simply not a word that's used very frequently, and so therefore not in the dictionary.
1: Well, it's hard to get it into a conversation, I'll tell you that. What was, <laughs> yes. So, okay. Are you, today, are you adding new gender pronouns? Her, him, them, them, it, binary, queer, sex, whatever. I mean, I don't know how to address someone these days. <laughs> Do you have that uh, well, problem inside the dictionary?
0: Well, it's a huge problem because identity terms are kind of the 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 place where language is changing a lot. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, all of the words you just said, are, of course, have always been in the dictionary. There's no problem with an, understanding any of those words, and we don't add new new pronouns certainly um, because the dictionary reflects uh, the way the language is actually used. We don't invent usages, we report them. Uh, and in a way, we're kind of a reflection of the language rather than, uh, you know, a, 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 a sort of the um the creator of language. And so uh, as new usages take place, we report them absolutely in the dictionary, but we're not creating new uses.
1: Okay. I want to thank you. I'm not sure I know what I learned But I'm very grateful to talk with you. I love the dictionary. I use it all the time. I don't understand half the things it tells me, but I I do love it. Thank you. Thank you very much, Peter, for coming on and speaking with us.
0: Not at all. It's a treat to be with you. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Bye.
0: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
1: All the dish that's fit to air.
0: Cindy Adams is on 77 WABC.
1: I'd like to talk a little bit about a friend we just lost her, Cheetah Rivera. She was born nineteen thirty three Then, on Broadway's stages were names like Katherine Hepburn, George M. Cohan, Ethel Merman, Lawrence Olivier, Bob Hope, Humphrey Bogart, Noel Coward. It was a big year in ninety four Cheetah wrote the gossip column Cheetah Chatter." Her kid, Lisa, was the assistant. For her, She wore a wig with nails in it for some Hall of Fame thing and a pink and silver caftan to Night of a Hundred Stars. Miss Cheetah was very dressy. She once bought English muffins for luck. Why would they bring luck? This I don't know. She'd remove her glasses in advance of any photo. Before her Kennedy Center honor, she told me, I have so many awards that I don't even bother dusting them. Cheetah was a hard worker. She and Liza Minnelli co-starred in Broadway's The Rink. Its co-producer, Jonathan Farkin, told me she never missed a performance, and she hustled on that stage double time when Liza Minnelli broke her leg. Okay, I'm on to other things. 1801. Alexander Hamilton founded my newspaper, the New York Post, with $10,000. And then, for his journalistic smarts, he got himself a statue. So he's a statue in Washington. But then, USA's historic Alec got bombarded. His statue, pigeons, poops, not scoops, p all upon the head of D.C.'s bronzed Mr. Hamilton. It cost a quarter of a mill to clean off our hero's goop. Another time they did it, and it cost them $400,000. To rejuice my newspaper's New York Post founder, they are poised to give his pedestal another overhaul. If the new price is very high, Hunter may have to chip in. Okay. There is more political poop around than inside a three-month-old diapers. Oozed out of a Trumper. Quote, Nikki's backers are backing away. She's as ambitious as Lucifer, but without the integrity what a smart ass line, also, the Democratic Party does not not want Kamala inching toward the presidency, neither do I, but the Democratic Party doesn't want her either. Also, we hear about Michelle Obama wanting to run. We have to tell you that michelle's zero warmth and lovability level pre White House days is below where the Titanic is now. So she is not inspiring gigantic hopes. An A1 issue now, at this moment, is illegals. Democratic mayors flunk if this continues to go on. The blacks hate the illegals who are shoved into their areas, who are now grabbing free things while their real neighbors suffer crime, bad schools, inflation. Per the New York Times, a citizen now need earn $300,000 to get the equivalent of what illegals get in housing, money, food, phone, free health care. Trump will make the border a huge issue if they only let Trump survive. The parents will vote no as their school kids suffer an influx of illegals who do not speak English. It's coming. In this election, nothing is normal. Some Republicans won't support Trump. Some Dems loathe Biden. Many may stay home altogether. White heterosexual males are getting discriminated against. Gay black women, you get the job. A black student with OK grades gets you med or law school. Merit is now a fraud. Citing white privilege All's reduced to mediocrity. Destroy urban schools. Raise a generation of minority kids. There are cases against Donald Trump. They're politically driven. They will blow up. Told New York's defamation case, which is over 20 years old, damaged this person's name and fame, Really? I'm just saying that others of her vintage asked to recall her fame and name. Could not. Nobody heard of her. Where was she before financial possibilities appeared? I got one more unhappiness. Far-right ideology is disappearing from Germany? Not. It's now too many followers. Hate... Jews, if economy's weak, people look where to blame the same nineteen thirty ideologies happening again. Germany's underlying cult- culture has not changed so what would have happened on that immortal historic day had the Almighty sent three wise women to Bethlehem instead of those three guys? I've often wondered what would have happened if it was three ladies who discovered Jesus. The answer is, they would have arrived in time because they'd have used a car with a real driver. They'd have helped deliver the baby. They would then also tidy up the stable. Afterwards, they'd make a tuna casserole. And they would have done a shtick on the real housewives of the universe. About all of this hatred for the Semitic race, knocking the Jewish faith, President Clinton's daughter, Chelsea, married Mark Mesvinsky, Jewish. President Joe Biden's daughter, Ashley, married Dr. Howard Klein, Jewish. His late son, Beau, married Halle Oliver, Jewish. That other son, Hunter's other wife, Melissa Cohen, Jewish. All Joe Biden kids married Jewish. As for Kennedys, Carolyn Kennedy married Ed Schlossberg, Jewish. And A1 doctor Evan- daughter Ivanka switched religions to marry Jared Kushner, Jewish. If you drop down to VP, Kamala's husband, Douglas Emhoff, is Jewish. 1952, Jerusalem. As I have reported in my newspaper column, my late husband was with Israel's first prime minister, Golda Meir. Joey Adams began its original, desperately needed money-raising operation, Bonds for Israel. 1974, New York City the country's foreign minister, Abba Iban, who later began teaching at Columbia, told Joey in response to his nation's critics, his exact words, quote, better condemnation than consolation. And now, this wonderful thing, this absolutely British, brilliant thing about what's happening in New York, about making sure that police officers, have time to write down everything. Don't save anybody. Don't take anybody to a hospital. Don't pull a gun on somebody who is savaging everybody, but make sure to write it all down. High-ranking NYP officers are saying, listen, cops are leaving. Morale is bad. They now see non-white cops attacked over and over. There is absolutely no respect for this new commissioner. If the DA won't charge anyone and no claims are forthcoming, an officer could be liable for a citation. Inspection divisions claim cops stand on post now, but do not. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Complaints are skyrocketing. More violations now than before. The quality of life has downgraded. Checking all directions, exiting a car, you can still get hit. It's bicycles, motorcycles, scooters without licenses everywhere. There's greater need for self-preservation. Criminals... Jump now from cars to commit robbery. Listen, I'm going to give you a little station break, and then I'm coming right back. Please don't go away, because you can't tell. I might get better.
0: The Cindy Adams Show, 77 WABC.
1: It's me again. Me, 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 me. From this high working high police officer. I want to quote him. He said, cops are now yentas. They always deal with other cops. You need heart surgery, you talk to another cop. And know this, the NYPD, although they are being hamstrung, the NYPD knows all. They have something on everybody. I would like to tell you about our coming election. Incompetence runs in elections. Officials have said, hey, my cousin Lenny needs a job. Lenny can't even find the men's room. But it's, ah, okay, so throw the kid into the county election thing. The process can become undisciplined. We have nobodies in offices. There's not always an overseer saying, hey, we can't count this ballot. It's filled illegibly. Also, some neighborhoods are violent, chaotic. Citizens fear even going to church, let alone to vote. So, New York ever get a Republican governor? Answer, no, it's over. It'll never be read again. The Democratic machine is too powerful. Also, new foreign arrivals mostly vote Democratic because that is the party of entitlement. You get freebies, kids. There are so many political investigations, indictments, and allegations. There are so many polls and judges having to remove themselves from questions and trials. There is so much awful going on in politics that soon could be the only litigator left to preside over any future lawsuits could be Judge Judy. And we know our city will be forever free from all that because with our traffic nobody could get to court. I got thoughts. Russia Succeeding in Ukraine could join with China and Iran in World War III to eliminate America's hegemony. GOP people pushing Haley, who isn't yet rising to history. Pushing her. Not thrown under the bus is Ben Carson. Trumpers pluck his, him on stage just to show that blacks love him. Progressive Democrats and Socialists are now our threat. Establishment Democrats and Republicans, despite shifting positions, have kept this nation the greatest on earth. God bless us. There has always been peaceful power. Transit after an election. 1860, Lincoln. First Republican ever. Opponent Breckenridge, charismatic, moderate, in his 40s, conceded gracefully, as did the 11 southern states supporting him. Supporting Hamas terrorists include New York Democrat Socialist members who encourage Israeli boycotts, divestment, defunding the police, releasing prisoners and destroying capitalism. These socialists need be put out of office before they put New York and the United States of America out of business. I guess for mentioning all this, I'll probably end up winning a Joe Biden coloring book. Anyway, In the immortal words of Mexican comedian Paul Rodriguez, Life isn't like a box of chocolates. It's more like a jar of jalapenos. You never know what's going to burn your ass. And Madam Adams' wisdom, We should switch Election Day to Christmas Day. Then when next we see some clown that just got elected, there's still time to exchange him for something else. At this moment, there still exists one position that hasn't yet been filled in the current White House administration, and that is a president. I have had it. You may have had me also, but now it's time for me to go and for you to listen to the rest of the station. That's W-A-B-C-A-M. I will see you again next week, and I love you and thank you so much for listening. Cindy Adams, Madam Adams, signing off.